The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Joshua, I play Jeff Coxunder, a Goliath Barbarian. My name is Sam. I play Fjordan Firkin Trees, and I am a Hill Dwarf Druid. My name is Jerry. I play Peter McMoist, a Drow Bard. Last time on the Very Good Adventuring Team. It was the very first episode where we met our heroes. We explained a bit about the campaign and the world and the setting. We learned our characters' backstories and associations. We learned about the town of Terragard and some of the local factions and houses. We had just begun talking about the job board. I feel like uh, I feel like we're missing a, a part here where how do how do we fucking know each other and how do we end up together? Oh shit! All right. Well, you guys you guys all were in that town that got destroyed, and that was how big? That was a really small town. That was that was a village. That, that was, was like you know, 150 people probably in what did we say? Plumsville. Yep, Plumsville. That's right, Plumsville. So in you get so you guys all were in Plumsville. Now I don't know if you knew each other there, but at a minimum you guys were the three survivors of the Plumsville incident. We are the only three survivors. Only three survivors. No one else in Plumsville survived. All right. Well, that makes well, that, sense. That doesn't make sense if my mother and my sister. Well, your mother and your sister lived here. Oh, okay, so we were just there. Okay, so we're at an age where we separated from family, possibly. Well, shit, you could have been yeah. traveling. I mean... Okay. All right. Yeah. You okay. tell us? I think... No, yeah, actually, you, you tell us. I wasn't... I lived in Terragard my whole life, but I was visiting Plumsville on a kind of a mining expedition and going out and searching myself. Right. I like it. I like it. Maybe you're the person that was like, well, hey, fuckers, uh, I've got this town we can go to. Possibly. There you but, go. Oh, yeah. Well, um. If you have family here, though, why are you living in the basement of a tavern? Um, you know. Fucking <laughs> bum. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you gotta <laughs> move out of your parents' house at some point. Fucking I mean, figure it out. Fucking figure it out. You gotta, you gotta branch out on your own. Hanging out Make with your, your own way. With your new, with your new bros. You just want to hang out with your new bros in the with, basement. Yeah, with my, with my, my bros and goes. Uh mm-hmm. huh. What? 
It goes. My br- my my bros, I go. I don't know. I, I really. Don't. We all charge our crystals down there. <laughs> <laughs> no charging of crystals. Like <laughs> <laughs> that you went with a uh, fucking what's his name? Is it Spike, the the Canadian baby in South Park? No charge the crystal. <laughs> okay, so that well that makes sense. All right, that's how we all know each other. We're lone survivors from a decimated village. And uh, how well do we know each other? We're both from that village. I was making a nice little life for myself there. I've been there for a few years. We got to be roughly the same age. Feel? I feel like I was. Uh, I was not there for very long. I might have been on my way to Terragard to try to find, uh, you know, maybe some other drows that uh, that I heard heard live there. Sounds like this is a pretty big place. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, this would be the the center of a fairly large area. I mean, that's that's typically how things work, right? I mean, I think about like there's usually a city or a city or two or something like that that's at the center of a large, you know, mm-hmm. county, several county, even state area. For those of you who are in the United States, and uh, you know, you'd you'd, uh, you'd you'd gravitate towards the city after a while. Yep. All right. So that's how uh, we know each other. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, it makes sense if uh, the whole my whole uh, mining operation kind of blew up and shut down. My family just became poor. That's why I'm living under the basement. I just became real poor real quick. Yeah, mammy can't feed you no more. No, nope, yep, got kicked out of our home, and fucking uh, Chris Crack, they wouldn't give us any any leeway. Wait, so pretty much we probably all lost most of everything we owned, is what it sounds like. Yeah. So uh, if you had much to begin with, it was probably gone. All right, we're helping. We're helping some brothers out here. Each other. Yep, the best brothers. We're gonna give each other a hand in a circle. Help each other out. Like a circle <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I don't know. Are you the jerk? No. no. All right. So what's uh, uh, what's on what's on the job board? All right. Is is there anything else? I feel like I uh, feel like I'm missing pieces here. So I, I feel like it's enough to go on for me. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's another great lesson for all of you uh, potentially new D&D players out there is you don't have to have 100% of your backstory when you're a level one character. It's possible to flesh it out later. I wanted to have some details when we started, but here we all are. And, and we're all going to remember this uh, next episode, right? I yes. guess I do have yes. my note board here. I can do one, something with that. One fucking 100% of this is going to be memorized. All 30 characters that we've created. Why are we going to do a job together off the job board? Well, we're all pretty poor, and uh, we're, I think we quickly realized that we're all in similar circumstances. So so one of us saw a job on the board, said, hey guys, I saw this job. And, then, and I can't do it myself. I could really use a couple hands from my bros. Perfect. Yes. I like it. It's a uh, relationship of, uh, of convenience. You guys are like, hey, let's do stuff together, and it'll make money. Sweet money. The first thing that's available on the job board is called Beer Fetch. And Beer Fetch is for Duga. Duga Smelsh, by the way. I don't know where I came up with that last name, and it's felt gross ever since, but I've just stuck with it. I don't know if that's a real last name or just the sound that something makes when it falls on the sidewalk, but... Smelsh. 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 Sounds a bit like Felch also. So, Duga needs you to fetch some beer from a place called Hopland, just outside of town. Hopland, by the way, is a farm slash brewery. How, and, uh, how old is Bonnie, by the way? 
Bonnie is probably, let's just call it 19. 19? Yeah, human. I'm like probably 140. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> How, is that is that a is that age gap too uh too too big too big i mean for her to serve you drinks no not at all gotcha yeah just asking yeah i just if i got married we would be she could hyphenate her name she could be smelsh mcmoist smelsh mcmoist <laughs> that was a good that was a good lead oh up. my god oh my god yeah good good build there good slow roll thank you thank you very much usually that's uh usually that's sam's territory is the slow roll but no. i think you you got the crown for this this particular episode so anywho so beer fetch uh duga said he'll let you use his wagon and he'll give you 10 gold for that delivery should you choose to accept this quest uh, the second thing on the job board is called fucking goats. I don't want to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. Let me Wait tell you more. <laughs> so House Sayansode has placed a bounty on what is in quotes, those fucking goats, especially that big bastard who has been munching on their crops. The goats appear most days in the afternoon, and if you bring the body of the large one, uh, you'll get 25 gold for that. But be warned, these goats are very aggressive. And quest number three, wrapping up the roundup, is Warg Hunt. There is a warg loose in the Sokka Forest. Track it down and kill it. Bring the corpse to the Courtesy Gobble for your reward from the Wilder People. Uh, the Courtesy Gobble, by the way, is a... House of Elrepute. <laughs> Uh, it's actually just a plain old tavern in Terragard. It is home to the Wilder people who are giving this quest out. Those are the monster hunters that I was talking about earlier. And, uh, yeah, the uh, there's a reward of 12 gold for that one. Well, what do you guys think? Um, beer fetch? Sure. Beer fetch? Beer fetch? I was just seeing the rewards for each. Seeing how the this fucking goes. the lowest. Are it's these are 25 these, gold? Are these ranked in order of anything? Nope. They're just random things that you know about that could be done or not done. Myself, I would say 25 gold seem appetizing, and I'm actually curious to see Jeff handle his own. I don't care. Whatever. Let's go smash some goats. All right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking goats it is. Let's smash those fucking goats. You know what? You're right. I really need the money. Let's go for the... Let's go for the 25 gold. Most excellent. So, you know that the Saiyan-Sod farms are out there on the sort of the northeastern edge of town. There's there's several sets of farms. The largest grouping of those is the Saiyan-Sod farms, and they're just outside of town, across the river from you, and uh, north of the Sokka Forest. And uh, you know that these goats are going to come by roughly in an afternoon. You guys want to do anything special to prepare yourselves for this goat encounter? Oh, let's uh dig some holes. I'll let them like slide in, like, like, uh, like fall in, like little, you know, like uh, I don't know, punji like, pits. Yeah, 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 punji pits or whatever. So then when the goats run across it, they'll run and their feet will go into the holes and they'll break their legs. 
you just got real vicious at the end of that there. Yeah. <laughs> it really, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking that we would just, you know, I don't know, dig some holes and then the goats will fall in there and then break their fucking legs. <laughs> this seems less than honorable or fair. The goat should have a sporting chance. Oh God, are you serious? This is what we're going to have to put up with. <laughs> They're goats. They're not people. And I They're the just same. I'm trying to get my $25. It doesn't say dead or it says dead or alive, correct? Oh, dead. Oh, especially Just dead. dead. Yeah. So it's the whole point of doing this is to kill them. <sighs> I'm not against killing them. It's the manner of killing them. I suppose you have a point. They're pests, not people. All right. Are we past this? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, uh, let's start digging some punji pits. Oh, wait. Do we put... Uh, punji pits usually, don't they have like the bamboo spikes or something that go on them too? Usually poop covered. Oh, really? <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that they covered him in poop. So yeah, it didn't kill him, but the infection would, that would be the big part. So if they get stuck down there or whatever. Yeah, I think you don't necessarily need to poop on these sticks. That's uh, not a... We could though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> can, you think of, can you think how big a Goliath turd is? <laughs> It's probably enough to do all of them. Yeah, exactly. It'll only, only take one, really. I mean, we don't need the goats to die of infection. <laughs> yeah, let's just have them, and then we'll come back like five days later. <laughs> this is just, this is strictly like already in the revenge territory. <laughs> all right. So I think, yeah. How many pits are we digging? Uh, well, how many, what, did it say how many goats? Just this fucking goats. Yeah. We have no idea. We're trying to get the big one. You know that there's one big one, and uh-huh. there seems to be a somewhat of a, a small herd there, but they no one's been able to nail down a size. Right. You I get the impression from everybody you've asked about it that they're all exaggerating a little bit, too. Should we just do like a line, like a 20-foot line of little punji pits or something like that? And Sounds good to me. And then poop. Now I... <laughs> Sans poop, please. Sans poop. Sans poop? Sans poop. Oh, if anybody was worried, if anybody was worried that VGAT would change with the second campaign, we didn't. Nope. Well, how do we solve our first quest? He's sticks. just excited to try pooping now. Sticks and what? poop. Here's a, if this <laughs> works. We can finally poop. Two years. You were holding it in. If this works, this is going to be something we're going to use every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Time to lay a trap. Punji pits with poop becomes the new, uh, what do you call it, the hole? The portable hole. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Okay, so so you guys spend some time in the morning and you're digging out some trenches. Uh, Let me see here. I got to take a quick look and just decide... I'm going to go ahead and say, well, uh, this is kind of a mixed one. Do I make you roll deception or do I make you roll... uh... No, you know what? I feel like making a punji pit and then covering it so that goats wouldn't find it is going to be a survival roll. I'm going to have all three of you make a survival roll. The first dice roll of the game. All right. Nine. Is that a niner? It is a niner. Eight. Thirteen. All right. You guys spend a bunch of time digging up this trench. You uh, you find some nearby, I'm assuming bamboo. I don't know what else you could make these things out of. Just whatever sticks you find in the area. And, uh, well, you, you get things set. You're hiding out in the corn, and you're waiting for the goats. 
Let's take a couple of rolls here and just see what the goats think. <laughs> what do the goats think about your about your pit? That's that's pretty good. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> oh God, Lord, I apologize. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so the the goats. I just rolled two rolls for them. They have a wisdom of one, by the way, which I was pretty surprised by for goats. And uh, well, sorry, one of the goats has a wisdom of one. Unfortunately, for the goats, they weren't perceptive enough today to see the pit. None of them were, in fact. So I'm gonna have. Uh, let's see. Why don't I have? I'm going to have all three of you roll a d4. Hmm, Peter? Three. And... Fuck, it's going to take me so long to get used to your guys' new names. Fjordan? Two. And Jeff? Three. So stalking across the fields, you guys see your quarry begin to arrive. There are, in fact, three goats. One of them is significantly larger than the other two. And the other two are, well, they're, they're smaller. Hey, I have a problem. Oh? I don't have any hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if anybody was wondering if Viget would change from the first campaign. Alright, so you're dead. No, obviously I'm kidding. Um, I thought I thought you rolled for me or something and while he figures out his hit points, can I get a rule clarification? Absolutely. I don't fully understand how rage works. It doesn't read very well. Like, when does it end? Uh, raging has several opportunities to end. Let me find the exact part here. Poorly written. Yeah, it's not, it's not super great. Uh, so you can enter the rage as a bonus action. Uh, I'm going to assume that you... Um, that you remember all the reasons why you can go into rage. Your rage lasts for one minute, and it can end early under several conditions. One, it can end early if you're knocked unconscious, because you can't stay angry when you're unconscious. Uh, if your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn or taken damage. Um, oh, and you can also choose to end it as a bonus action. So the... The main thing to keep in mind there is uh, that you need to either get hurt or at least try to attack. Those are the things that you do to keep your rage going. Try to attack or get hurt. I yeah. don't have to get hurt to keep my rage going. No, you do not have to. It's one of the conditions. So the main reason for that um, is like, say, if you get stunned or something like that and you can't make an attack, as long as somebody is still hitting you, you can maintain your rage. Um and then so far as the attack things, I really like that they did it this way, that you don't have to take or do damage. It's just that you make an attempt, which I would imagine it's even more infuriating to miss. So that makes sense so far as rage goes. So basically, declare that you're raging. You go into your rage. Every round, you have to either make an attack, whether or not it's successful, take some damage, uh, or decide to end the rage. That's, that's, kind of the, that's kind of the long and short of it. When is a barbarian going to get an opportunity to take a bonus action? Same time as anybody else would. You always get a, a chance to do it. Oh. And you get, you're actually one of the only classes, if I remember right, you get a bonus action right away at the first level. Everybody else has to wait until like second or third. 
Sweet. I mean, everybody technically has the resource that is bonus action available. They just don't have anything they can do with it. I was very used to just using a cunning action to have a bonus. Yeah. Well, here you are with a whole new set of things. What's that? Uh, what did you figure out for your hit points? I have nine hit points. Cool. So if you guys <laughs> haven't done it yet, by the way, you get your hit die, and then you add your constitution modifier. Your level one, you just get the max. So take it to the max. The one unfortunate thing about just starting off in this game is that I don't have cool portraits for you guys done yet, but don't worry, that's on the way. And give me just one more... Give me one more second here. I have moved you over to the map in Roll20, which is a phenomenal product. If anybody else out there hasn't tried it, I highly recommend it. They're not even paying me to say that. Several goats had approached from across the fields. On the edge of this cornfield, you had dug a little punji pit. And all three of these stinking goats fell into the punji pit and took some damage, respective of the rolls that each of you made. And then uh, they crawled on out of it. And they're fucking angry. They're angry and they're hungry. Are you guys hiding or anything else in this field, by the way? I don't hide. <laughs> I imagine I would have been hiding. Okay. No, I think we're just uh, standing, you know, very confidently behind our trap. Hopefully the uh, aggressive goats come and try and get us. I imagine I wasn't hiding. <laughs> I think it was decided that you weren't hiding. I mean, you can still hide. And in in, I guess we're in a cornfield? Uh, yeah, you're in a big old cornfield. Yeah. You That's... can just like back up into the corn. No, I come out of the corn. <laughs> you all stand up slowly. Mm-hmm. And Jeff continues to stand up more than you. It's like the opposite of Homer going into the shrub bush and coming out of the shrub bush. Mm hmm. All right, well, getting to this magical, magical point, it's always one of my favorite points in any campaign, is the very first campaign's combat. I'm going to have all of you roll for initiative. Yay! 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 Fuck you, goats. (laughs) I have 13. Fyrton with 15. All these goats have names. They do. Jeff? Jeff. 17. 17, and then let me just roll a quick set of dice for these uh, magical, magical goats. Anders. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Anders the goat got an 8. Philip the goat got a 15. And Andrea the giant goat got a 7. Alrighty, Jeff, it looks like you are the first to go in this round of combat. You got three goats across the field from you. They're maybe 40 feet away, and uh, they're staring you down. What are you going to do? I'm going to wait. Actually, you know what? I'm going to step up a little bit. Right there. You moved to McMoist. That's not where I'm going to go. (laughs) And I kind of just placed you guys randomly on this field. I don't know if you're going to go anywhere else, but... Uh, okay, so you have stepped forward. There you are, waiting for goats. Fjorten, what would you like to do on your turn? Fjorten. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I forgot how far Fjorten can move. I have to get ready, to, uh, get ready for these new stats. Fjorten can move 25 feet. All mm-hmm. right. I will go ahead and ask 
if Jeff Thundercock would like an en- enemy nearby him. I will scream that. I, th- I think you can respond. Makes a little difference to me. <laughs> All right. I'm going to run in front of mm, Peter, and I'm going to cast Thorn Whip. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and get that onto the playing field. I do love Thorn Whip. The get over here. That's pretty much exactly what it is. Of D&D. One of my favorite jokes from last season, the, the uh, off-brand scorpion. <laughs> Come closer to me. <laughs> Come closer to me. <laughs> so I create a long vine-like whip. Um, and for 30 feet in front of me, and I'm going to go ahead and grab 15, 20, 25. Oh, shoot. Am I even close enough? Um. We have this delightful range tool. That's right. I am. Cool. Uh, you are not. Oh, he's You'd a... have to be one more square forward to be in range. He's not 30 feet away? Oh, sorry. I thought it was 25. Yes. I was thinking of your yeah, walking range. Yeah, that was range. me. Yep. So 30 feet away. I'm going to go ahead and grab him. If the hit attacks, he takes a 1d6 piercing damage. And if it's a large or smaller, you pull the creature up to 10 feet closer. Excellent. I'm going to have you start off with attacking Philip the Goat with a melee attack. Uh, sorry, a melee spell attack. A melee spell attack. So you will use your attack, or sorry, your spell casting bonus, which should be the same as your wisdom mm-hmm. plus your proficiency. I repeat, say that one more time. Uh, so it, it'll be on your character sheet calculated too, but it'll be, I think wisdom is a druid's ability. Yeah. And then add your proficiency bonus. So... Get your fucking character fucking open. Uh, and actually, spell attack bonus right there. It's a five. Yeah, five plus the wisdom, so that'd be eight. Uh, your wisdom is a three, so you're... It's the proficiency bonus plus your wisdom, so th- that spell attack bonus is what you're rolling. Oh, okay, so it's just that five. Rolling a d20 plus five. All right. Seven. I'm afraid a seven does not hit Philip the Goat. Well, thank you, roll 20 for drawing up all that cool stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Philip the goat is now able to go. And what Philip the goat is going to do is they're going to start by backing up five feet and then they're going to run 20 feet straight at Jeff Cockthunder and they are going to ram you. Yes. Uh, That is going to be a 20 to hit. That hits. All right. On a successful ram, the target must must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be pushed five feet and knocked prone. That is going to be five bludgeoning damage to start with. That was a damn good roll. Holy moly. I might die. (laughs) (laughs) Killed by goats. And need a strength. Yeah, give me a a strength saving throw there. Ten. Ten. Jesus Christ. All right, so you are pushed five feet back by this fucking goat who just rammed you, and uh, you're knocked prone. That's a small one. And then we move on to Peter McMoist. What would you like to do with your McTurn? (laughs) I would like to cast uh, Hideous Laughter at Philip the Goat. Ooh. <laughs> I love that it's called hideous laughter. What the fuck is that? 
A creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if this spell affects it. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. Creature with intelligence score of four or less isn't affected. Roro. Are these guys even smart? Um, so a goat <laughs> technically has an intelligence of two, but I really want to just see this play out. So let's at least give it a chance. Uh, so they've got to make a wisdom saving throw. Kaboom. That's a four. This goat finds the fucking world hysterical. This goat is just falling about the room laughing. I don't know what a goat's laughter would say. <laughs> oh, no. It's oh, terrifying. No. It's hideous. It's hideous. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what Philip the goat's fucking doing. Uh, he turned him on his... Oh, wait. Does he go prone? Uh, does he fail his wisdom, wisdom saving throw? Uh, oh, yeah. They fall prone as well. So I'm just going to turn him on his side to indicate that he's he's laughing. So <laughs> Philip the goat and uh, Jeff Cockthunder are just laying on a ground in, in a field. One's laughing, one's groaning. fans welcome to the second episode of the second campaign we're getting off to a real rip roaring start to this bad boy huh low level questing is always an awkward journey but i think we're making the best of it so there's a handful of things that i can't recall if we've said anywhere else so i'm going to toss a few in here this time first you've probably realized that we're playing dungeons and dragons fifth edition rules i'd like to express my eternal gratitude to wizards of the coast for not only allowing us to use their game system but also for inventing it in the first place some of the people responsible for the fifth edition rules books art design and content are mike merles jeremy crawford kate Irwin, emmy tangy and of course my personal hero chris perkins the actual team that went into making it possible includes thousands of others though and goes all the way back to gary gygax dave arneson and a host of other folks that, uh, you know, they played and designed and all the rest of that stuff with. Not to mention the generations of people that have been playing this wonderful hobby and keeping, you know, just keeping it alive. You're all wonderful creators and you do amazing work. I'm grateful that all of you were born, whether I mentioned your name specifically or not. Next, I wanted to point out that we're playing in our homebrew world called Meloto. If you aren't familiar or hadn't remembered, this is the same world we played in for the first campaign. We're set in an as-yet-undisclosed amount of time in the future from the last campaign. If you're just joining us for the second campaign and didn't listen to the first, hey, don't worry. You don't really need to know anything from the past one. We'll explain everything out as it happens since, well, let's be honest, it's most likely our players forgot anyway. I did also want to point out that, as you've likely noticed, we switched the way we're doing the previously on part at the beginning of the show. We're trying something new, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. It'll probably take a few episodes to get right, but, you know, we always love to hear feedback from you, so don't be shy. One last thing we did tell you about, but we'll tell you about again and again and again and again, is all of the various things around the show. You can find us on Twitter with at VGA Team, and the same on Facebook. 
You can become a patron of the arts through Patreon and help keep our show running and improving. We've used some of that support to get a few pieces of artwork commissioned for the podcast over time, and we're really happy about that. You can find links to all of this stuff, as well as to the artwork itself, on our website of thevgat.com. T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. Hey, by the way, if you are new here, thanks for giving us a shot. If you've been with us since the beginning, thanks for hanging on. It's been wonderful so far, and we're looking forward to a whole new campaign of wonderfulness. And with all of that out of the way, let's get back into the action. to Anders the goat for their turn. I believe Anders is a little too far away from everybody. But let's see, they've got a movement of 40. Oh no, shit, they can hit anybody. Uh, they're gonna go for... Fierten. Oh. Anders the goat revs the fuck on up, runs right at Fierten, and is going to make an attack roll against you. In an attempt to ram. Ooh, that's a 15. That does hit. All right, I'm going to get the attack roll here. Sorry, that'll be three bludgeoning damage. And then I need a strength saving throw from you. That's not good. All right, let's check this out. 11. 11 is not enough. You needed a 13. You are also pushed back five feet and knocked on your ass. This is a great start to combat, boys. I can't wait to kill you with goats on the first day. <laughs> first fucking day of combat. Uh, we now move on to Andrea, the giant goat. Oh no. Andrea is going to Andrea is going to get to the far side of you guys. Uh, let me just make sure that wasn't too far. I can go a little bit further. Andrea gets off to the east side of you guys and is rearing up for a ram. We step into round two of combat and we begin with Jeff Cockthunder. How do I get off of prone? Uh, You just stand up, but it takes half of your movement. All right. I stand up. You are standing. Let me rotate your icon here so you don't look so silly. Can I take my bonus action to go into a rage? Absolutely. I'll do that. I'm in a rage. I'm ah, I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to take a great big overhanded two-handed swing at Anders the goat's head, if I may. Excellent. You're just going to have to move five feet over like I placed you on the map and then take your swing. That's a 20. 20 is absolutely a hit. And seven damage plus two for my rage is nine. Oh, man. You utterly destroy Anders. Wait, did you say Anders or Philip? Anders. Anders the goat is removed from combat as you smash in the skull of this stupid fucking goat. Uh, Uh, So mad. (laughs) Fuck you, Anders. (laughs) They're never going to have a chance to die of poop poisoning. All right. Uh, That should be everything for your turn. Let's move over to Fierten. Your turn. Nice. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, creature, I'm going to go ahead and 
do the Braves things such as Healing Word. Oh. Mm-hmm. And. I always, for- I always forget that druids can heal. Yeah. It's nice. You're so nice. I'm going to heal myself. Excellent. Yeah. A creature of your choice that you can see within range regains hit points equal to 1d4 plus spell casting ability, which is 3. Uh, modifier. The spell has no effect on undead constructs, but we don't worry about that. You're still alive. We're still alive. And as far as everyone knows, you're not a robot. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. It'd be great to, to play a, a construct druid. You could be Data. All right. When I say that, it was just a 1d4 plus 3. Do it. Mm-hmm. A solid 1, so 4 hit points. Okay. Is... Did you want to get up, by the way? Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, I was laying down, touching myself, making sure I get the healing word, laying down. Uh, did you want to get up no, after I'm gonna, you? No, I'm going to get up. Okay. And... I mean, you can do those actions in any order, so you can heal. You can touch yourself on the ground and then stand up. And I'm going to move west a bit. 10 feet and be behind closer to Jeff Cockthunder to take the damage. Excellent. I say to myself. Uh, Philip the Goat on Philip the Goat's turn is going to, at the end of its turn, make another wisdom saving throw. So it doesn't get to do anything. Uh, And that is going to be a six so they are still philip the goat laughing away in most hideous fashion and we descend to mcmoist in the turn order i'm going to get uh between philip and andrea and cast thunderwave thunderwave is just the greatest fucking spell and does that affect your own players as well teammates oh oh yes if he cast it in your direction which it looks like he's not going to i'm gonna get uh a little bit in front of mr cock thunder and uh, i'm gonna be between philip and andrea and i'm going to cast thunder wave thunder wave it up uh thunder wave is a 15 foot cube yes okay i was really hoping you'd be able to get both but it'll just be andrea right oh i i was trying to get both of them yeah they are uh, more than 15. There are three, four technically squares apart. Oh, well then, uh, I'm going to then probably move on this side of Philip then is what I would do. And thunder wave Philip. You're thunder waving Philip. Excellent. Uh, so Philip needs to do a constitution saving throw. And I forget, does that hideous laughter, does that give them disadvantage or anything? Hmm. 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 Target. Blah. 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 The target has advantage. Nope. It doesn't. Okay. Uh, you know, honestly, it doesn't matter because Philip, the goat, only has one hit point left. So even if they pass their saving throw, it's this goat is. This goat is just fuss row dud. There's legs akimbo, kaboom, you you clap and thunder wave out. Philip is just, Philip's fucking gone. We hardly knew you, Philip. And all that remains now is Andrea the giant goat. The BFG. The BFG. Uh, I'm assuming that's the end of your turn, by the way. Oh, uh, no. Uh, I'm oh. going to, 
um, use a bonus action and uh, use my bardic inspiration Ooh. to inspire the cock thunder. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about what bardic inspiration does since we've never experienced that before? Well, I can inspire others through stirring words or music or something like that. And uh, I can uh, inspire a creature other than myself within 60 feet and that creature gains one bardic inspiration die, a d6. And once within the next 10 minutes, that creature can roll the die and add the number rolled to one ability, ability check, attack roll, or saving throw it makes. The creature can wait until after the rolls. Uh, the creature can wait until after it rolls the d20 before deciding to use the bardic inspiration die, but must decide before the DM says whether the roll succeeds or fails. Once the Bardic Inspiration die is rolled, it is lost. Creature can have only one Bardic Inspiration die at a time. Excellent. So you basically have a d6 to roll on your next uh, attack or um, if you get attacked or whatever. And that is just for the attack roll if you use it for that. It's not for the damage. How do you use it for defense? Well, if this goat, I think if I heard right, when it gears up and takes a kind of a ramming speed at you then uh, I think you get a saving throw on that. The saving throw is for getting knocked over and knocked back so yeah you could use it for that if you wanted to. Funny enough Andrea the goat is in fact going to attack Jeff Cockthunder as the closest target. Andrea the goat rears back and charges forward smashing into Cockthunder and is going to take a ram. That right there is an eight, which I'm guessing misses you. That's not good enough. You do not have to make the saving throw then, and we begin round three. Jeff, take it away. Oh, I'll smash you. <laughs> <laughs> really digging your character voice. Uh, so, just to remind you, on your attack roll, uh, you can roll the dice, and before I tell you if it's a success or failure, you can add that d6 if you choose to. I'm not going to. Excellent. What did you roll? A one. Okay. That's well, a good choice because that's going to miss no matter what you do. Yep. Uh, you miss, but you did take an attack, so your rage sustains. Fjertin, it is back over to you. I'm going to go ahead and follow McMoist's uh, lead. I'm going to step in front of Jeff Cockthunder. love how we can just reach the point where that's just a name we can say. With, with, with the yeast, just I'll step in front of uh, Sir Jeff Cock Thunder, and I'm also going to do a Thunder Wave. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know we had two Thunder Wavers in the house. Dueling Thunder Wavers on that one. Excellent. That is a DC 13 Constitution save from the Ram. Let me constitute it up here. Unfortunately, that is a 15, so they're going to take half damage from that. Uh, Would have been a 5, so now it's a 2, and they are not pushed back. What else would you like to do on your turn? I'm going to be a baby, and I'm going to run behind Jeff Cockthunder. Bravely ran away, away. Excellent. Uh, Peter. Well, I've kind of blown my spell load here, so I'm going to take a swing at Andrea with my longsword. Do it. 
be a 15. A 15 is a hit. Roll me up some damage. Okay. That would be a six. Six whole damage. Excellent choice, sir. Alrighty. You have gotten Andrea the goat down to bloodied. And since there may be people joining this campaign for the very first time, I'll explain the convention that we use. If I say that an opponent is bloodied, that actually goes back to terminology from 4th edition D&D. That means that you have half or less hit points. Uh, but I'm only using that to describe the condition of the creature, not any of the special status effects that that used to imply. And if I say that they are wrecked, that implies that there is 10% or less of their hit points. Just sort of a general thing so that our players can know how messed up uh, monsters are if they ask. And in fact, Andrea the giant goat is bloodied. Would you like to do anything else on your McTurn? That is all I have. All right. Andrea the goat has a grand total of 40 feet of movement. So the very first thing they're going to do is they're going to back up 20 feet. As they do that, they will leave Jeff Cockthunder's range of uh, melee range. Range of melee range. Yep. Really getting a really really (laughs) fucking killing it over here. Uh, So, Mr. Cockthunder, you will have the opportunity for an attack of opportunity should you choose to take it. I will. Excellent. Go ahead and make that attack first. 18. Oh, 18 is for show a hit. Seven. Plus two. Nine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Seven plus two for nine total damage. You wield your mighty warhammer. You swing it around, and you very angrily smash that down. Ah. Andrea the giant goat's head <laughs> crushing her skull and killing with the exact right number of damage uh, on hit points there with nine and you have successfully slain three goats in a field ridding this town of the pestilence that is those fucking goats yes huzzah, huzzah. fucking goats quest complete hooray very nice nice do we, lo- do we level up Fuck no. (laughs) Uh, For killing three goats. uh, Oh shit, I can't remember exactly how this worked out. Yeah. You guys get some experience though. Do we have a place to tally experience? Uh, You guys are going to get 80 experience a piece at the end of this encounter. And... I don't recall if character sheets in Roll20 actually have a spot for experience points. They do. Yeah, they do. Upper right. You're going to have to click on the little gear icon to unlock it. What are we unlocking? Uh, just so that you can type in your experience. I think that like that field is kind of locked. Oh. Actually, that one you don't have to. Oh, that one you can just type in? Yeah. Oh, so many experience did you say? That is 80 experience points. Woo. So much. Only one more experience point till we level up. What is your first level, actually? Isn't it 100? I have no idea. Probably a thing I should have looked up and known. Do all classes and characters and races level up consistently? They do. That's actually one of the best features about modern D&D, because back in the day, like, it took you more experience if like you were an elf and a bunch of other weird shit. I heard uh, that one. That, that was That came in. That was something. Uh, you guys will need a total of 300 experience to get to level 2. 
That's like that's a lot of goats. Six to eight more goats. One more experience point. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and uh, so at this point, you've got a bunch of goat corpses. What are you gonna do with them? Uh, we need the big one, right? And you how many goats can you carry? Probably. How big is the biggest one? I feel like you guys could each carry a goat as long as Mr. Goliath over here is carrying the biggest one. Yeah, I could carry the big one. All right. I get, it, we, get it up in a fireman's carry. I feel like we could sell the corpses to the butcher. Maybe we yeah. eat the corpses because we were hungry and we need food. Whoa. <laughs> it's not, you know what? It sounds like somebody pulling a nail out of a board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me what you're gonna do uh, with this uh, with with this uh, stack of goat corpses that you've got. I like I like the idea of bringing it to the butcher. See if maybe we can get some more coin. Okay. Uh, can I remind you that you need to take it back to the main dude to collect, and then maybe you could take it to the butcher. Oh yeah. Yeah. They want at least the body of the big one. That's right. They want at least the body of the big one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What it, what uh, this bounty says? House saying sewed. Did I say that right? Yeah, sure. Um, who or what is that? So we're having this great opportunity to introduce you to some uh, some characters. Um, so this is a fairly large city, which means that it has nobles in the city. I believe that Peter would be very familiar with the wretched nobles of the city that. He despises so much. I do. I hates them. Uh, <laughs> For the listener at home, what I did was I just popped up the note that I have Dan Sayensoed. The picture of Dan Sayensoed that I've got is the, uh, if you're familiar with the meme, it's honest, or wait, what is it? It's not much, but it's, it's honest not work. not much, but it's honest work. That's the picture I chose to use for Dan Sansode. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so Dan Sansode is the patriarch of House Sansode, one of the many noble families here in Terragard. And he's the one that put out this bounty on, uh, as he put it, those fucking goats. And he's the one you're going to return the uh, goats to for payment. So you hustle on over to his farm estate and uh, bang on the door. He comes a rumble into the door in a little bit, and he says, Well, howdy, y'all. What, what can I do for you? Oh, my God, that's a big-ass goat corpse you got there. I believe this is what you were asking for. Oh, my God, that is. I, oh, man, I'm, I can't even tell you how happy I am with this goat corpse here. <laughs> it's not like a yeah. cross <laughs> between, like, uh, Foghorn Leghorn and Robert Downey Jr. doing a black guy. Like from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I say, I say, you look like a couple merchants who don't know what couple merchants they are. <laughs> That's, I think I was going for the foghorn leghorn thing, but you know, I mean, I'll take it all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> a cross between. I forget what the character he plays. He plays a man. There's only a place that we can put in things. I'm a white guy playing a black guy playing a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. Black dude, uh, white dude playing a dark dude who's a white dude. You don't know what kind of dude you are or something like that. Kirk Lazarus. Booty sweat. 
He uh, reaches his meaty hand all the way back around to pull out his coin purse from his back pocket. And he clinks out for the three of you uh, 25 gold that you can divvy up amongst yourselves. He says, I gotta say, I'm right pleased, right pleased with you guys getting rid of them damn goats. They was chewing up my fields, all kinds of fields, and they was chewing them up. Um, Goddamn goats. Fucking goats. Here's your reward. All right. Thank you. Uh, what do you say, uh, what do you say if we can keep these corpses? I don't ever want to see them damn things again. You get them off my property. So be it. Hey, mind if we field dress them on your property? I would prefer if you did that out by the barn by the slop pit. Fair enough. Hey, um, we also, uh, fertilized your field a little bit. Uh, just wondering if we get some compensation for that, too. Fertilized my field. Yeah, we took a shit in it. <laughs> I don't appreciate your sense of humor, young man. So, no gold pieces for that? Okay. You might want to watch out for the traps. Yeah, we just walk out. Thank you. Thank you, good sir. <laughs> we'll see you uh, another time there. I will go and check on my fields in a little while. And he... Uh, I feel like this guy's got the only screen door this this side of the county, and he backs away and, and like lets it, you know, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yes, one of those ratty ones, that's just like <laughs> a frame like this. Uh huh. There's a lot of holes in it. Yeah, but he's got it anyway. Mm-hmm. And Dan Sansod uh, steps away from the doorway. You guys are twenty-five gold richer, and uh, and three goat corpses richer, I suppose. All right. All right. So, um, let's see. Mm, Peter, we can't really split 25 three ways. Now I'm just thinking of <laughs> Dan there. Uh, do you want to, <laughs> how we give, uh, Cock Thunder a little bit of an extra for the hard work you did? No. <laughs> I'll arm wrestle for it. How about, uh, we, uh, don't arm wrestle for it. And we go out and buy ourselves a round of beers. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey. Hey. Huzzah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what are you guys going to do with the goats, by the way? Sell them to the butcher. All right. You guys sell them to the butcher. And uh, it, it's a huge goat. Um, let's say, Jeff, why don't you roll me, why don't you roll me a D6? Four. You guys get four gold Ooh. for this uh, for these goat corpses because they can make use of the hides and that's that's a fair amount of meat, so they're pretty happy with it. So you guys get uh, a grand total of twenty nine gold. Unfortunately, it's still not divisible by three, but yeah, what that's if we do two it? rounds of beers. There you go. Uh-huh. You guys get a couple of rounds of beers. Which bar are you going to, by the way? I feel like it's getting late. We got beat up a little bit. We're going home. We're just drinking a couple at the. Uh, the brisket. Excellent. Try it. You go to the sneaky brisket, you order a round of beers. Bonnie and Duga are happy to see that you've got some money. Not only does that mean that you can afford drinks, but uh, it means you can probably afford to pay your rent this month. And well, everybody goes home mostly healthy, happy, and slightly richer. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. When last we played, you guys had several items on the job board. 
you completed today on the job board. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to redo that now. <laughs> today on the job board, we have five offerings for you to peruse. The very first option is an option that was there before. It is called Beer Fetch. It is a quest where you will fetch beer. We also have the remaining quest from last time, the Warg Hunt. The Warg Hunt is a hunt for a warg. Just one warg? Just one warg. And warg. I thought warg was spelled W-A-R-G. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> warg is spelled w-o-r-g in the dungeons and dragons fifth edition compendium but it is also spelled w-a-r-g which is a fictional character in norse mythology a varger is a wolf and in particular refers to the wolf fenrir and the wolves that chase the sun and moon skull and hady 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 sure oh. uh-huh. so what you're saying is mm. we're both right <laughs> We can all be right on this one. And thank you for joining us on Pedantic Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll be discussing the finer points of shit you don't care about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I will be spelling my own farts. And also we'll hear from Jerry on whether it's nuclear or nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> I've screwed Nuc- up the Nuclear. <laughs> Is it nuclear or nuclear? Nuclear. Nucleus. Boy. I... Really, that's one of our best clips was the, you're like right in the middle of some big rant. <laughs> yeah, said nuclear. And you just cut it and you're like nuclear. And you're just like, fu- fu- fuck you. you. <laughs> I laughed so hard I cried. I, like I was doing the dishes and I listened to that old clip show. And that made me laugh the hardest oh, of anything. God, yeah, that I, one was so good. Fuck you. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the only response to that. I mean, Truth. Continuing on down the job board, we have three new entries this week. We have Protection Services, Forest Sludge, and How About It, Lad? I feel like I'm reading Jeopardy categories. (laughs) I'll I'll take anal bum cover for a thousand. (laughs) For the How About It, Lad quest, Ferris Thurmond has asked Jeff Cockthunder to come by. He's got something he'd like to talk to you about. Oh. In the Forest Sludge quest, Fauna Frickentrees has been seeing mysterious sludge getting dumped in the forest. She would like you to investigate and find out where this sludge is coming from and, if possible, put a stop to it. I'm going to blame the Mercantrees right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A potion of sweet plants will be your reward if you complete this quest. Uh, uh, uh. Campaign 2, Episode 2, Goat Quest, was released on December 29th, 2019. Come back next week to enjoy a little bit more... Vegan! 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 The 
adventuring team. I do have one thing I need you guys to record. Um, Lardoons. Butthole, butthole man. Uh, I want to be a butthole man. Butthole, butthole man. Butthole man. I want to be a butthole man. Pucker up. <laughs> <laughs>